Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Here's your market update of me, Ryan Huang. It's just green on the screen, but just barely overnight on Wall Street. And this comes with that positive reversal with investors preparing for a slate of inflation data later on in the week. And they're also bracing for the start of the second quarter earnings season. So the main numbers, we've got the Dow adding 200 points or 0.6% to 33,944. The S&P 500 up 0.2% to 4,409. And the tech-rich Nasdaq up 0.2% as well to 13,685. So the major averages breaking a three-day losing streak. Still a bit of a cautious look as we look for the inflation data. We've got the CPI numbers out later today. And then the producer price index, which is a measure of wholesale price pressures, out the following day. For more insights, we're joined by John Galiadi. He is the Vice President and Regional Brokerage Consultant at Fidelity Investments. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Hi, Ryan. How are you? Fantastic. It's also July the 11th year in Singapore. That means it's Amazon Prime Day for those of us in Asia. John, are you going to look out for anything on shopping list? No, my wife takes care of that. There are packages in front of the door every day. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what's on your shopping list when it comes to stocks right now. It was a bit of a choppy trading session. We've got the S&P 500 closing with a very small gain. So it looks like a very nervy session. What do you take away from the latest um, session? You know, I'm a chartered market technician. I love to look at charts. I know we're on radio, but what I do recommend to all my clients, you're a long-term investor. Don't look at a daily or an hourly chart. Think bigger. And uh, the chart I go to is usually a five-year weekly chart. And once you open up a five-year weekly chart, what you'll notice about the S&P and the NASDAQ, they're no longer going down. They're Mm -hmm. no longer going sideways. They are going up. It's not an opinion. We've had uh, three higher highs on the S&P. We've had uh, several higher highs on the NASDAQ 100. And higher highs and higher lows just simply means that's the direction. We're now headed up. Now, the question is, Will this hold? No one really knows. I I say this as bullish as I might sound, we're headed right into the summer doldrums. So the fact that we're going into July and August, some of the hottest months of the year, generally people are out enjoying the weather and uh, their stock portfolios Mm. uh, are not top of mind. Right, right. You mentioned five-year weekly chance, so that's a tip for you to check out. And We are also coming off the back of two good quarters, at least a good first half. Is there... Any sign of momentum continuing, especially when you look at what was driving the markets? It was tech, and for some people, they are saying it was a very narrow range in terms of what was leading the markets. That's not unusual. I always get this question, and I always give the same answer. If I were at a basketball game and LeBron James or Michael Jordan put up the most amount of points, or in any sporting event, your best players always score the most points, and it's no different than this. Mm. For S&P and the NASDAQ, it's not surprising to see names like Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, NVIDIA all leading the charge higher because they're some of the largest companies in the world, and that's what leads the S&P and the NASDAQ. Okay, so are you seeing signs that the bench players may be starting to shine? Is that where you should be looking at for better opportunities, where prices are at least? So when it comes to the major market indexes, 
The thing to do is always wait for a pullback. There's always going to be another opportunity on the horizon. So if you are looking at a five-year weekly chart, put on a three-year moving average. It'll give you a nice smooth line that you can pick from. And if you start to approach that that long-term moving average, that might be a place where you could start to see some support. Because if you look at the last 10 or 20 years, that three-year moving average has held support pretty well for all the major indexes. Now, there's a real reason for this. I know some of these numbers sound random, but they're not. It's the idea that there's always a five-year business cycle. Expansion peak, recession trough is Mm. natural. And last year, all of 2022, we felt a recession. It might not have been an economic recession, but we knew, looking at our portfolios, for sure there was a stock market recession. The S&P down 28%, and NASDAQ down 35%. We felt it in our portfolios. And that's not what they look like anymore. As they keep breaking new highs and keep gaining ground, uh, since we've been uh, above those mid-August highs, it's really hard for the bears to say the market's going to continue the way down here as they're going up. Uh, John, you mentioned a recession. So just to be uh, specific about it, is it a market recession or is it the economic recession that everyone's been warning is around the corner? You know, that's the thing is very often in financial media, Everyone likes to blend together the idea of an economic recession and a stock market recession. But stock market recessions happen all the time. We had one in 2018. We definitely had one in 2020. And we had one in 2022. So all of those times that the market pulled back, those were stock market recessions. They weren't all followed or accompanied by an economic recession. Economic recessions have been... uh, You know, we've added so much uh, stringentness to it. It used to be very simple. If you had two negative quarters of GDP, you were in a recession. But in this last bout, the economists all said, no, we can't say it now because unemployment is so low at 3.6%. How can we call this a recession? Well, the stock market really didn't care. It still went down. Mm. And uh, here we are. We've We've completed that correction, and we're on the other side. Not to say... We won't retest at any point in time with markets, as we all know. That's the risk of owning equities, right? At any moment, news can come about where you're retesting or even breaking those lows. But if you're cautious and you wait through the summer, there's always going to be an opportunity to get the pullback. Or if you don't see a pullback, the less common variety is a time correction, where prices just get stuck for a long time. And we saw it really in the S&P, right? We couldn't get above 4,200 for the better part of a year, and now we're solidly at 4,400. So that would be a normal place. If we came down to 4,200, not to say that that's an area to buy or sell, but if you look at the long-term chart, it would just be a higher low, and we would still look okay. All right. Well, in conversation with John Galliardi, he is the Vice President and Regional Brokerage Consultant at Fidelity Investments. Now, John, as a chartist, how much attention do you pay to what the Fed is doing? Because rates have been a big conversation point for markets and looking at the latest, latest Fed speak, you've got policymakers saying the central bank needs to raise rates further to reach their 2% inflation goal. Among them, San Francisco's Mary Daly, Cleveland's Loretta Mester, and perhaps more to come. So how much attention do you pay to all these Fed speak um, and expectations? I do tell everyone, don't ignore anything. Pay attention to every bit of information you have. And then think about, is that a headwind or a tailwind? So Now that the Fed has been raising rates for 15 months, they've done 10 raises, and they may have one or two left. They've been extremely transparent. We really don't have that as big of a headwind as it used to be when we started 2022. After another one or two raises, 
if the Fed is already telling us that they're moving more towards a neutral stance, and last quarter they didn't raise at all, mm-hmm. we'll know on Wednesday, right, when the CPI number comes out, if it's a if it were some crazy low percentage rate where the Fed felt that they they had no more need to raise, they'll stop raising. You know, everything that Fed has said has been one word, data dependent. Mm. If the numbers dig, we're gonna keep raising. If the numbers small, we'll reconsider. And right now, uh the Fed skipped the last uh opportunity to raise rates, which really surprised the markets a bit. And uh now everyone's assuming they're going to raise again, but the CPI number is really gonna dictate much of what the Fed has always done. And uh, we'll see on Wednesday what that number has for us. Yep, inflation data could steal markets in the coming days. We've been chatting with John Gayadi. He is the Vice President and Regional Brokerage Consultant for Fidelity Investments. John, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been great speaking with you as well, Ryan. Have a great week. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.